dream maker Love taker, don't you mess around with me You're a took all of our at-risk employees and we sent them home and we paid them through that entire process. That first wave of, of PPP... Good day. This is Neil Parks, your host for Paranormally Speaking. Sorry if my voice is a little off today. It sounds okay on my end, but I'm having some sinus issues. Thankfully, it's not COVID, but every time the season changes, it messes with my allergies and sinuses, and and uh, I get congested a little bit, have difficulty breathing. I have sleep apnea as well, so that's just icing on the cake. And today, this week, This episode is about the dark side of the moon and mysteries of deep space. I'll be covering an array of topics in regards to that. For starters, there is now a new hotel that is going to be built that is in space or will be in space. And they're planning to open this in 2025. Yeah, I know. A hotel in space. Will the pool be indoor or outdoor? I'm really curious. And exactly what will the specifications be? I'm sure that a one-night stay would be absurd. A one-week would be unheard of. But it would be a truly out-of-this-world experience, needless to say. The world's first space hotel with bars and a cinema to start construction for a 2027 opening. An out-of-this-world space hotel is set to open then. The hotel named Voyager Class Space Station will be the world's first space hotel and will be able to accommodate 400 people as well as hotel rooms the ambitious hotel will boast its own bars cinema restaurants and a spa orbital assembly corporation oac the company building the voyager said construction will begin in 2025 with the intention of it being operational by 2027 oac is a company focused on colonization of space, something which is arguably aiming to do with the Voyager station. As per its website, the station is described as a rotating space station designed to produce varying levels of artificial gravity by increasing or decreasing the rate of rotation. The station will be designed from the start to accommodate both national space agencies conducting low-gravity research and space tourists who want to experience life on a large space station with the comfort of low gravity and the feel of a nice hotel, it further explains. The unique accommodation will consist of two concentric structural rings fixed together. 
There will be an inner and outer ring. The inner one will be a docking hub, while the outer one will be the backbone of the station and provide mounting for habitable modules, solar panels, radiators, and a rail transport system, and will be where people will be able to move about the station freely. There will then be pods attached to below the outer ring, each of which will have different purposes. Some say be sold to NASA for research purposes, while others will be used for accommodation, restaurants, and bars. According to Space.com, the routes for the upcoming project has been in the works for years after John Blenkow founded the Gateway Foundation in 2012. The foundation founded the AOC. The Gateway Foundation was created to build the first spaceport, explaining how it plans to do this. The website explained, to do that, we must first build a few smaller structures. One of the most important projects is the Voyager class of rotating space stations. This will likely be the first commercial space construction project in history. They're currently hiring talented and dedicated crew members for the project, which you can apply from their website. I wonder if it's only open to Earthlings or if other beings from other worlds can apply for this position. Also, I've seen enough disaster films to realize that this could end badly. Either some sort of a space spore or alien genome could infect the ship and mutate everyone or oxygen gets sucked out and make their eyes pop out of their head or they could liquefy them, uh, messing with transportation, teleportation. Uh, a whole array of problems could stem from this. But hey, you only live once, right? I'm Neil Parks. Please hold for an important message from our sponsor. An alien city discovered on the dark side of the moon claims. Shocking, I know. Alien hunters believe they have found 100% indisputable proof that extraterrestrials are living and have built cities on the dark side of the moon. Despite the fact that Earth's moon looks dull and lifeless, even to the naked eye, some conspiracy theorists remain adamant that aliens could reside there. Despite there being no evidence, UFO hunters have long claimed that aliens could be hiding away from humanity's watchful eye, living on the far side of the moon. One side of the moon is always facing Earth, thanks to the gravitational pull of tides on our planet, a process known as tidal locking. For this reason, conspiracy theorists claim that the far side or the dark side of the moon would be the perfect place for aliens to live. It makes sense to me. But that's not the crazy part. And now NASA satellite images have shown a light on the dark side and appear to show structures which cast shadows. This part's cool. Prominent conspiracy theorist Scott C. Waring has been analyzing NASA's satellite images and believes he has spotted some of these structures and even goes as far to say that they are artificial. On top of that, Mr. Waring believes that NASA has been trying to hide the evidence and has been lying to the rest of the world. The UFO hunter wrote on his ET database, You are looking at cities on the moon. You see there are three types of buildings I have identified on the moon. First is the metallic buildings, which have angles like human buildings. But these are always smaller compared to the other two. Second are the white ceramic buildings. 
These will have black windows, yet the surface of the building is so shiny that it looks like light reflecting off the surface. Their shape is usually round or oval, never with sharp angles, always smooth edges. Third are the dark buildings. These are the most unusual and seem like biomechanics or living structures that were grown. These are flat black, meaning they have no reflective surfaces. They are massive, up to hundreds of kilometers long. They often have the small buildings near their entrances, with many, four to eight usually, tunnel-like attachments going back and forth. So the Lunar Orbiter satellite gives you a bird's eye view of particularly lit side of the moon, which is never visible to Earth. I used to believe, and NASA held them up to pedestal with the highest of admiration, but then I discovered they lied to us, so says this man. This is not the first time a mysterious structure has been found on the lunar surface. Some conspiracy theorists claim that the moon could be occupied by aliens, and that is the reason NASA has not returned since the Apollo missions ended in the 1970s. However, skeptics and NASA say that the structure and other similar findings are just the effects of psychological phenomenon with the brain tricking the eyes into seeing familiar objects or shapes and patterns or textures such as rock surfaces. Now, I saw a video last year. I shared it on my YouTube channel. A person was recording a solar eclipse, but focusing on the moon because the moon itself was bright and vibrant that day. It was a full moon. It was around 3 or 4 p.m. And he zoomed in on the moon because he saw something flash on its surface. And this is the surface facing us. He zoomed in on it with a high-powered lens and so many times zoom brought it in to where you could literally feel as if you're going to walk on the surface of the moon. And these three vessels, ships, whatever you want to call them, emerge from the dark side and cross over with their shadows casts, casting on the surface of the moon that we could see with our own eyes and better with the magnified zoom showing actual vehicles, vessels, UFOs, whatever, going across the surface and then back around into the darkness. That I saw myself and shared myself. It looked authentic. I don't know enough about the person who actually recorded this image. But it's still pretty captivating if it's legit. Please hold for an important message from our sponsor. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Now playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. What is the dark side of the moon? Dark side of the moon is hiding this incredible secret and UFO hunters have shock proof, they claim. And it's been a source of mystery for generations. 
But what is the dark side of the moon? It has been a source of mystery, but the dark side of the moon holds many secrets. Planet Earth only gets to see one side of the giant space rock, and what lies on the other half is virtually unknown. Now a UFO enthusiast claims that aliens are living in a supermassive network of tunnels and caves on our moon. He suspects they are thriving in the underground cities covering the mysterious dark side, which can never be seen from Earth. And now he has evidence and astonishing images from a lost lunar spaceship, which has been found orbiting the moon after going missing eight years ago. The images from Shenandran 1 appear to show a network of lava tubes snaking under the surface of the satellite, with thousands of caves scattered all over. It was created by streams of magma, which ran dry. But now Jesse, who runs the YouTube channel UFO News, believes they are homing an entire civilization. The presence of enormous caves on the moon suggests that an alien civilization could currently be living much closer to home than we previously thought. The alien enthusiast told the Daily Star online. We find it fascinating that an extensive network of caves and tunnels, some of which are large enough to house entire cities from Earth, are covering the surface of the moon. Why is it that these caves have slipped under the radar of public interest for so long? Is it possible that NASA could be privately discouraging the exploration of these structures in order to suppress public interest? NASA has admitted that these caves could be used as potential locations for a human colony on the moon. It makes us wonder if they might have already investigated these without public knowledge. It is a known fact that craters are covering the moon and have been created by meteorites that have peppered its surface through the years. But conspiracy theorists like Jesse believes that the aliens are hiding out on the shadows there and in tunnels which connect to them. Prior to the investigation of satellites, the dark side of the moon would have been a convenient location for an alien civilization to live and remain hidden from view. He told us, as our technology evolves, such a civilization would likely be forced to use new tactics to remain hidden. These caves and tunnels would make perfect locations for an ancient alien civilization to take refuge from the prying eyes of humanity. The far side of the moon, which Jesse believes is inhabited by extraterrestrials and life as long, has been dubbed the dark side. This is because it can never be seen from our planet as it spins at the same rate as it orbits the Earth, meaning it is kept hidden from our view. It was only pictured for the first time by the Russians in 1959, Jesse told us. Many of these massive caves reside on the dark side of the moon, out of view of the ground-based telescopes. Buried deep within the ground, the caves offer protection from the sun and the harsh realities of space. In our most recent video on UFO News, we included pictures of what appear to be the surface marks of these tunnels crisscrossing the surface. These well-established pictures serve as new evidence that a superhighway of interconnected lava tubes are being used as a highway system to allow an alien civilization to move about the moon undetected. Until NASA is willing to do some direct investigation of these objects using high-definition cameras, we are going to take their silence as a nod in the direction that aliens are indeed on the moon. 
the CubeSize satellite where the new images of the moon have come from first went missing in 2009 after being successfully launched in October of 2008. It is roughly the size of a smart car, measuring 1.5 meters tall on each side and had completed 3,400 orbits around the moon when less than a year later a radio contact was lost. But this year, it was announced that the probe had been found orbiting 200 kilometers above the lunar surface by NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in California. Jesse's suspicion came 10 years after the Apollo 20 hoax, as he calls it, which saw claims that NASA carried out secret lunar missions. The video surfaced on YouTube from a user claiming to be a retired American astronaut who commanded this mission. The clips appeared to show proof of the existence of alien intelligence, alien life on the moon, and included a picture of a female alien nicknamed Mona Lisa, hibernating. But all the videos were posted on the video sharing site on April 1st of that same year, April Fool's Day, of course, hinting the story was nothing more than an elaborate prank. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the internet. Well, this should whet your appetite. Right now, NASA has confirmed, or openly discussed, not necessarily confirmed, ancient alien city found on the secret dark side of the moon in different NASA images. This week marks 50 years since man landed on the moon. But was something there before us? 50 years ago this week, man first set foot on the moon. Neil Armstrong, whom I was named after, Neil, of course, but he spelled it N-E-I-L, I'm N-E-A-L. Neil Armstrong won the space when he stepped out onto the lunar surface and declared that's one small step for man, one giant step for mankind. Sorry, that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. He was joined by fellow astronaut Buzz Aldrin as the pair spent several hours walking the surface in the moon. Michael Collins, who was also part of the mission, remained in the command module while it was in, still in orbit. The Apollo 11 mission took off from Kennedy Space Center in Florida on July 16, 1969. It took the crew eight days to reach their destination. Eight days from the Earth to the Moon. And the rest, of course, is history. Images and footage of the historic moment were beamed around the globe. Mankind's first glimpse at lunar life. Since then, a raft of conspiracy theories have sprung up about whether or not the moon landing was faked. But one of the most unusual ideas is that on the dark side of the moon, not visible from Earth, lies an ancient alien city. NASA images of the dark side of the moon have fueled the belief that Earth's nearest neighbor is hiding an amazing secret. Some of the pictures show square-shaped rocks, and alien hunters have claimed they could be buildings. They had they add the structures that look 
to have been abandoned millions of years ago, which has led them to believe a tragic incident is the reason aliens no longer live on the moon. Scott C. Waring wrote about his wild theory on the ET database. The conspiracy theorist said, the objects seem to be very reflective, but have dark black areas that have a lot of right angles and appear to be structures. Some of the objects were white reflective roofs or buildings that had openings that allow ships to come in and go. Some of the ships and those structures are hanging halfway out, which makes me think some tragic event happened that stopped them from existing fully. Scott even believes the ancient city could have once included a port. Other conspiracy theorists claim to be certain that alien life still lives on the moon. Over the years, they claim to have spotted pyramids and other monuments similar to that. There's a huge mass embedded in the center of the moon, and astronomers aren't sure what it is. Here is something you may not know about the moon. Earth's clingy best friend is also the site of one of the largest known impact craters in our entire solar system. Essentially, something caused a giant hole in the moon billions of years ago, and astronomers have just discovered that there's something big, really big, buried beneath the surface. According to research published in the journal Geophysical Research Letters, the moon's south pole Atkin base hides a mass that is estimated to be 4.8 quintillion pounds. Imagine taking a pile of metal five times larger than the big island of Hawaii and burying it underground. That's roughly how much unexpected mass was detected. The researchers from Baylor used various sets of data collected from spacecrafts that measure the gravity around the moon and compare them to maps and imaging of the moon's surface. As a result, they found a dense metallic mass pulling down on the floor of the basin. So what is it? James and his team surmise it could be metal embedded in the moon's mantle from the asteroid impact that caused the crater some estimated 4 billion years ago. If that's true, it could be a time machine and a gold mine for scientists studying the history of the universe. All of that metal and basically the entire area surrounding the mass and the crater could tell them a lot about the asteroid impact, how it happened, and what the solar system was like when it did happen. The basin is one of the best natural laboratories for studying catastrophic impact events, an ancient process that shaped all of the rocky planets and moons we see today. Unfortunately, the crater and the mystery substance below aren't visible to mere earthbound humans since they are on uh, literally the far side of the moon. Available to order now, my first audiobook, Neil Parks Presents Truly Terrifying Tales, narrated by me. It's ready to order and download on bandcamp.com. My other books, of course, are always available to order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and lulu.com. You can also order t-shirts that I designed, that I normally sell at conventions, festivals, lectures, and my book signings. I always have the 9-inch tall 3D printed Bigfoot silhouettes available, and last spring my first children's book was released. It was written by my good friend and fellow author, R.L. Walker. 
I illustrated this book, and it was a major shift in gears for me, considering that my writing and art style has always been dark and scary. To order any of what I just mentioned, you can also go to my email, which is parksparanormal at gmail.com. That is parksparanormal at gmail.com. Standing by. The Mystery of the Twelfth Planet. Are we the sons and daughters of space beings? Bible scholar Zachariah Sitchin has a most unusual theory about the origin of mankind. Using the original Hebrew version of the Old Testament and translations of Sumerian, the author has traced the origins of civilization to the Nephilim, the sons of the deities mentioned in the book of Genesis, as having been cast down onto the planet before the Great Flood. From a twelfth as of yet undiscovered planet in our solar system, the Nephilim came to Earth in search of minerals, according to the author. As a result of their journey came humankind. To this day, we do not know who the Sumerians were, even though we owe all of our trappings of civilization to these ancient people. Everything from architecture to medicine. Sitchin believes that he has the answer in his book, The Twelfth Planet. Of all the numbers, the author points out 12 seem to be held sacred by ancient people. For example, the Egyptian god Ra presided over 12 other gods, and there were 12 tribes of Israel and 12 apostles of Jesus, not to mention 12 Greek titans. No coincidence, says Sitchin, who goes on to say that traditions dating back to ancient Sumerians, he claims. The Sumerians claimed our solar system was made up of a sun and 11 planets. If you count the Earth's moon and another planet since destroyed, on the 12th planet, far into the space lived in the Nephilim. The 12th planet was known as Murduk, and it passes between Mars and Jupiter on its orbit around the sun every 3,600 years, according to the author. The symbol for Marduk was a winged globe, which became crucial to the beliefs and astronomy of the ancient world. The pictographic sign for the 12th planet became the cross, which referred to it as the planet of crossing. Sitchin believes Marduk is a comet. Sitchin also believes the evolution of humankind was aided along the way by the Nephilim and passed through three stages. The Mesolithic period, about 11,000 BC, the pottery phase of 7,400 BC, and the emergence of Sumeria in 3,800 BC. Each of these periods is separated by 3,600 years, coinciding with the appearance of Marduk and the Nephilim. The author believes the cycle would explain the references in Genesis chapter 6 about the Great Flood. In the biblical account, 120 years is referred to as the lifespan granted mankind. Sension reinterprets this to mean 120 shar, a shar being 3,600 years. That means 432,000 Earth years have passed between the Nephilim's first landing here and the Flood at that time. Sitchin contends the Nephilim landed on Earth in search of minerals, particularly gold. The major rivers of the world were probably Nephilim bases, he added. Somewhere on the path of evolution, these beings created humankind, according to Sitchin. Nephilim came to be known among humans as the people of Shem, 
Hashem being a rocket or a spacecraft. Zugarats consisting of seven stages sloping upward into a pyramid-like form, about 300 feet high, seem designed to accommodate spacecraft as a sort of launch tower. Symbolically, in Sumerian religious beliefs, they served as the connecting link between the gods and the mortals on Earth. Interestingly, in support of this, the author points to the biblical account of the Tower of Babel. Babylai literally meant gateway to the gods, so humans may have attempted to erect a Shem of their own, first building the launch tower to the high heaven. If Sitchin is correct in assuming the Nephilim were the gods of whom we owe our existence, and humankind will one day discover the twelfth planet, the author asks one last mind-boggling question. Did evolution alone on the twelfth planet really create the Nephilim? Okay, I'm done. That's all I'm doing for this week. I don't feel the greatest, so bear with me. Have a great rest of the week, a terrific weekend. The temperatures are getting better in my neck of the woods. It's getting much warmer, finally. But that could all change. It's Ohio, after all. It could be 70 the first part of the day, and then 19 at night and start snowing. Then the next day we'll have an earthquake and a tornado. So thank you so much for listening. I'm Neil Parks, signing off.